Hi, and welcome to Under an Open Heaven Podcast. We are glad you are joining us as we explore the reality of God's love expressed in Scripture and our own personal experiences. Thanks for joining us today as we explore the reality that we live under an open heaven. Enjoy! Hey, welcome back to the podcast. My name is Arthur Richardson. I have with me Colton Jones, as always. And we're glad to have you back. Alrighty, so we're finally getting back into doing weekly podcasts. Let's go! So we're glad to have you back. We're glad to have you listening. Thank you so much for your support. Um, Yeah, just I want to get into it. Let's get into it. Um, So last week we had talked about what we were consuming, you know, how much of that we were consuming. And this week we want to talk about you know, the production of that. The scripture passage that I want to pull from is Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. So Jesus says, You have heard that it is said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father. For he makes his son rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to follow fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do you do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. All right, that's the thing that I want to really focus in on. Um, I think whenever we think of like, what we produce, what we do, there's usually an undercurrent of anxiety about perfection. Um, and I, I, I might just be, that might just be in my own circles that I see that in. I don't know. Um, Colton, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you feel like you see that? Yeah. I really wanted to understand what the, what, what it meant in scripture by perfect. Yeah. Because we have our idea of perfect, or at least we have a concept of perfect. Yeah. Being completely without error, Mm -hmm. without fault. Um, The the Greek word for perfect that I believe might be used here is teleos, uh, meaning uh, like complete, consummate. So really close to what we have. Now, Mm -hmm. there are plenty of instances in scripture where it's like the context of the word isn't always defined in its dictionary definition so to yeah. speak, or its lexical definition um and i i mean that definition would make sense yeah right if you think about it be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect he was just going on a rant about how his heavenly father makes the sun shine mm-hmm. upon the good and the bad. The rain fall on the just and the unjust. What difference are you? What, what, what's the difference between you and, and the pagan or the tax collector who mm-hmm. loves the people that love them? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But I still, I still think that it's important because this is what's coming out of us, right? So Jesus says, from the fullness of the heart is what the mouth speaks. All right, so if the heart is full of love, the mouth, and honestly everything that follows, will be love, right? Mm-hmm. 
if there is yeah, selfishness or hesitation or whatever it is, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's going to follow. So just kind of looking at, looking at this passage and knowing that like what we consume is going to have an effect on us in our hearts, right? So just kind of connecting the last podcast to this podcast. If I'm reading scripture and I'm gnawing on the scripture and I am, you know, taking time to commune with God and to receive communion, I'm going to be driven by who he is to love others. Just by the very fact that when I behold his face, I change. Because his love does that, right? And I think there's an anxiety that can take place when we try to do the things without doing the contemplation. And if you're unfamiliar with that word, um, what I mean by that is uh, we're trying to do the check boxes without interacting with God. That's kind of that's putting it very very simply, uh, maybe in a way that's a little bit more easily grasped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And to maybe go back go back to that part of scripture, it says, yeah, it says, "Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, not act perfect as your heavenly Father yeah. is perfect." Um. And that's a much deeper challenge because we don't know really what we are. <laughs> Uh, our sense of self isn't super well defined to us that we, we've, we spend our entire lives trying to understand our, our ourselves. Mm-hmm. So how, how do we know that we're being perfect? Well, we think, well, if I'm acting perfect, I must, must be being perfect. Um, and that's not, that's not really the case because when you think of perfection, uh, especially in in regards to God and God's perfection, God is infinite. He's unbounded. So mm-hmm. to have a definition or or at least a concept in that you hold in your mind of that which is perfect, it's automatically imperfect. So uh, in in pursuit of attempting to be perfect, you lose it. Yeah. That that's kind of where my mind was going before when when we were talking about this is. Mm-hmm often if if we try to live out that perfection maybe maybe we do it neurotically and not so much uh in, intentionally trying to seek out god uh we just stray further away from what what actual perfection is because any image of it isn't it yep exactly i think another way to think of it is this um if I've got something to prove, I'm not doing what I'm doing for its sake, but to prove a point. So to kind of make this, uh, you know, a little bit more tangible rather than just kind of the broad idea. All right. So like, let's say at work, I'm trying to prove that I am a good leader, right? It says it on my resume, I've got skills and leadership. I've got skills in good communication and I've got skills or whatever. (sighs) The trap is, is to try to prove that I've got these things rather than recognizing the fact that these are just a 
part of who I am, right? So being a good leader is, it is a skill for sure, right? Um, but your team is going to see right through you if you're being inauthentic, if you're not giving them a chance to actually speak. You know, if you're, like, there's, there's like, little things that other people pick up on that they'll nail you. And, and they, they know to watch themselves around you um, because they know you've got something to prove. That if you, you know, say, like, you know, I don't think you're doing too great in this area. If the response is immediately self-defense, you got something to prove. And if you got something to prove, then you're not, it's not who you are, right? So back to the scripture passage, if I've got something to prove, I'm probably not going to be actually able to genuinely love my enemy, right? Um, I was listening to this um, motivational speaker at one point and he made this, (laughs) he made this funny comparison of like this person that he sat next to on a plane and she just treated him like crap. And he said at the, by the end of the trip, he did not like this, this person. So on the plane, they had overhead luggage and he got up first if he felt like he trusted and liked this person and felt like there was even just a small amount of like mutual respect or kindness, he would have felt compelled to grab her luggage from the top rack. But since she had treated him so badly, he was left with a couple of options. He felt like he could not get her luggage because he would have been saying to her, I'm better than you. You jerk. See, look at me. I do this. I, I take care of other people and you are just a selfish person, <laughs> you know, and it would have been more of an attack than an act of kindness to, to, he could have said something and like, Oh, I could have gotten your luggage, but you're a jerk. So nah. And the third one, which is what he did, he just kind of ignored her and walked away. So what I'm trying to make a point of here is that it is possible to do the good thing but not have your heart in the right place. It is possible to do the checks without having your heart in love with Jesus and being like your heavenly father, not acting like your heavenly father. So that that is the... Yeah, the analogy that I wanted to make. What are your thoughts on that? How can you, if you if you don't, ah, trying to get my thoughts straight here because it's all about knowing who God is. Yes, because you can't be like God. You can't be like what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 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 the big problem with trying to be perfect. Yep, is is that. You say, okay, I'm going to be perfect. That means I'm going to be this, this, and this. I'm going to do this, this, and this. Right. It's like, no, you just literally boxed in the point. You know, uh, God, well, I, I've already said, it's like he's unbounded in um, in himself. And he is He is the definition of his attributes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be perfect 
and for God to be perfect is for, you know, perfection not to have boundaries, yeah, not to have a strict definition or, or guidelines for you to be able to follow strictly. So the only way you can be perfect as God is perfect is to become God, so to speak, become like God. And, uh, or more importantly, to become his children. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's ultimately what, because you, you, whether you like it or not, you'll be, you, you're like your parents, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so to be a child of God is to take on that inheritance. So by the only way to do it is by growing close to the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot grow close to the heart of God and not be changed. So exactly. if you're not, yeah. So if you're not seeing like that change in your life as you're approaching God or, or you think you're approaching God, if mm-hmm. you're not seeing that change, it's kind of like, well, what's your approach? You know, what are you, are you, are you approaching an idea, what you think God is like, or are you really approaching the heart of God itself? Yeah. Um, like Chris said, like, you know, the tree by its fruits. Yeah. If you're, if your life isn't really bearing fruit, what, what's going on? And it's not necessarily always that cause it's, yeah, we often set up expectations of what that's going to look exactly. like, and exactly. so when, whenever we think like, "All right, if I draw close to God, He's going to do this, this, this in my life," and it's like, "No, no, no, no," that's not really what it what happens. It's like, I don't know. It's God grows the fruits that He wants to mm-hmm. in you. Uh, it's not it's not your job to pick He's and choose. Named you what kind of a tree you are. Yeah. You, we don't get the choice of what kind of a tree we are. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, obviously coming to peace with, with what the fruit is. Yeah. That's that, 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 that'll take time and ultimately humility because, mm-hmm. you know, blessing in, in my life doesn't look like blessing in your life, Arthur, and, and blessing in another person's life. And whenever we, we see that blessing in another person's life, we're like, I want that. God might not have that for you. Right. So learn to desire what he's doing. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so to be perfect, you know, you can't do it without, without just knowing God. So mm-hmm. Arthur, how, how do we do that? Some of you might be uncomfortable by this term, largely because of cultural things. It's in scripture and it is within, um, you know, even like church teachings. So uh, the idea of being born again needs to be, we need to be open to that. Right. And what I mean by that, cause that's, that's a term that's pretty vague, you know, it, there's a lot there, right. Uh, in short, I'll give you the summary and then I'll kind of try to go into a little bit more in short it's where we, our old self, who we are is dead. So our sin, our selfish desire, um, or, or even just like that uh, knee-jerk response, you know, that, that ability that we have to justify our own actions without Christ's justification, mm-hmm. that whole thing needs to die. Now, some people have uh, a one-and-done mentality. Some people have more of like a growth mentality. Honestly, I think it's more dependent upon the person and the relationship with God. I have seen people have a one and done type thing where they are radically different after their first encounter with Jesus and they just stay there with him 
and they continue to grow in virtue. But there's not really a growth in like letting the old self die. I've met other people like myself <laughs> um, where it's been done more in stages mm-hmm. um, and other people where like my wife, where it's more of a growth, just a, a, more of a linear growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so what that actually looks like, be at peace with the fact that that's going to be determined between you and your heavenly father. That's okay. It doesn't have to look a certain way that's dictated by some preacher or some pastor or, um, you know, whatever. It's dictated by our Heavenly Father. Period. So have peace in that. Um, That's the first thing that I wanted to point out and mention. How do we receive this gift of rebirth, of being born again? It's essentially being born of the Spirit. There are a few things that I think are important. One, it is gift. Kind of like natural life, it is gift given to us by our parents. Um, It is definitely possible to have an encounter with God in the woods and to have a life-changing event where God gives you new life in solidarity. I've also experienced probably more commonly where in the act of humility and going to somebody and saying, will you pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon me? Where greater change happens there than any prayer that we do on our own. Um, Both are, I've definitely seen both happen. I've even experienced both happen within my own life. So once again, It is not me or any other person on a soapbox preaching uh, from our own experience. (laughs) It It is determined by you and God. Now let's say, for whatever reason, you are kind of scared of a one and done kind of a thing. Um, It seems like kind of a sudden thing and you're maybe not quite ready for it. You can talk to God about that, right? That's determined by you and God. He's not going to overstep his bounds. Now, like, let's say you might feel a little impatient and you want to be done with a certain sin or you want to be done with something, right? Once again, that's going to be determined between you and God, but most importantly is the fruit that we're looking for is peace and love. At the end of the day, it is being open to receiving Love, being open to receiving who God has made us to be in a profound new way. It is mystery, and it is determined, I believe, per person, per situation, in the age and in the culture that we are living in. So it's going to look different. It looks different today than it did 100 years ago or 500 years ago, or 2,000 years ago. It just looks different because we live in a different age, in a different culture, with a different moral compass, even for that matter. There are certain sins that are no longer acceptable in our culture, and there are some sins that are acceptable in our culture that were not acceptable back then. And, And that all is going to determine our view of all of these things. 
there's a lot of different aspects in play here. So just having all of that in our mindset, I think is going to be super important. Um, Colin, do you have any thoughts on that or on anything else that we were talking about? Okay. Alrighty. Guys, he shook his head. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't really communicate that well through the uh, podcast format. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. In general, do you have any other thoughts? Yeah. Don't, uh, don't define perfect for yourself because yeah, whatever that definition is, it's, it's just not going to be what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, just define. Oh, that's, that's a hard thing. It's like, should he, what, what should, what should he define? Cause well, um, I, I think that's kind of the thing is that you don't want to define it. No. Yeah. To a certain extent, the best that you want to get is completeness. Yeah. So in the context, I mean, in normal culture, you can say perfect is, you know, without flaw or whatever, any yeah. day. Of the I mean, it, you know, it, would, it would fit, but it wouldn't encompass really what, what, what we're going for. What we're talking about here with the scripture passage, right? So, yeah. Um, and, and what it means to our spiritual lives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, like as human beings, like to become perfect, like that—that's—that's that's a becoming. It's not something that just you 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 automatically are, but it is something you could literally automatically be. Yeah. It depends on on the radical movement of God within you, mm -hmm. um, and so it all starts with that—that that God, God who is perfect. The closer you get to His heart. That's that's what will define what perfect is for you. So mm -hmm. it's it's this it's those steps of like okay I get to know the heart of God and and perfect takes on a new meaning for me and so I see that and I'm like yes let's go let's pursue that and then you get to know God more deeply and then it just grows and grows and grows. That's um, that's kind of how I, I I think about it because I learn new things about God literally constantly. Uh, and it, it's blowing my mind just how deep, uh, deep it goes. And I don't know, like, yeah, like that's pretty cool like that. I, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, uh, I, I don't get bored, uh, with, with just contemplating God, um, or seeking out new ways of, of, of understanding him. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, do not don't be quick to to define the parameters of God's action in your life. Um, you you ain't the one who sets the definitions here. You know, neither are any of us. No. No, you're not. And uh, I think that lack of control for a lot of people could be kind of difficult, mm -hmm. right? And I think even this is where our understanding of perfect runs its course and, and we run into issues right in a modern secular understanding of the word perfect it implies control and it it, it implies uh skill accuracy skill, accuracy no mistakes yeah no mistakes and that doesn't leave room for Jesus and his mercy, right? Like that doesn't, that doesn't leave room. Admittedly, this is where it gets really interesting. That doesn't leave room for 
being open to, you know, new life in the spirit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Jacques Philippe. Dude, he's a, he's a baller. Really is. Uh, to, to reference that guy again, um, in his book, Interior Freedom, he talks about, you are free to be a sinner. And he's like, now let's understand what that means. Cause this isn't like you're free to sin. It's like, first off sin, like it limits your freedom, but you are free as a sinner to live in God's presence that way. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's telling you to hide your face, to, to cast yourself away. It's like, no, in the midst of our sin is when Christ came into the yeah. world. And, and that's how he comes to you. And that's the most important thing to remember. Um, y- yeah, falling short, that's just our thing, man. That's just our thing. And Christ knows that. And that's why he still came anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not like we're we're all done making mistakes now. Yay. Um, no, he, he comes in the midst of our mistakes. So being free in that, understand that that's, that's actually a source of freedom. That if I fall, okay. God has enough mercy for both of us. So I need to have a little bit of that mercy for myself. Yeah. Recognize that, yes, I am absolutely limited. This is this is a mistake, but God doesn't leave me because of it. Mm-hmm. He's present uh, with me. And I don't know, you just see that growth over time, just pursuing that. Uh, the, the, the limiting factor to growth is shame always. Yeah. Um, because when we don't meet our expectations for ourselves, we often associate our identity with our failures. That's what shame is. Yep. So, uh, which is what causes the lashing out, the, yeah. the, um, the, the binging, too. the binging, honestly. Yeah. yeah the, the binging, um, which yeah. is interesting. Cause like it becomes a cycle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's very true. So yeah, that's, that's, if, if someone's having, uh, issues with maybe maybe binging certain forms of media or certain goods i know uh not necessarily goods but just struggling with things in a in a, in a binging fashion ask yourself you know am i ashamed of it am i do i have expectations for myself mm-hmm. that i'm not meeting and even if it's just like enter- entertainment yeah you know yeah. like sometimes sometimes it's just entertainment and the purpose of it is Maybe not in a dark, depressing way, but there's like an undertone of like, my life's not very fun right now. This oh. is more fun. Right. Well, I, I honestly, the, the, the days that I waste the most amount of time on like YouTube or, or something like that is just like, I have plans to get things done when I have plans to get things done. And then I, I end up like on YouTube for an hour and I'm like, well, I already blew the day. So I spend the rest of the day. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it's, it's maybe, maybe I don't have that mentality to it, but I feel like I let myself down and I'm like, well, I already let myself down. Might as well. Might as well continue to let myself down, I guess. Uh, but like it's whenever you, yeah, you, you have expectations for yourself. You don't meet those expectations rather than just being like, okay, let's get over this hump and, and, and get back to it. It's like, no, let's just dwell here for a while. Yeah. Like, ah, that's not a good thing. Um, don't, don't pull that, that failure close to you, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that's where it really boils down to identity mm-hmm. with, with perfection. Right. Cause if we view who we are in the light of perfection as a reflection of 
God's love. Mm-hmm. God's love includes mercy. God's love includes justice. Right. Yeah. So that means that when I fall down, I have the strength to get back up. You know, if if my neighbor hurts me or my brother sins against me, they have freedom to get back up in my eyes. If I sin against that person, I need to have that freedom for myself as well for others because God gives me the freedom. I'm kind of reiterating what you said, but there's, there's a level that I can be like him where there's a freedom to get back up. It's not necessarily a freedom to sin, but a freedom to get back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the distinction that Jeff Leak was trying to make, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Is that I need to give myself the, and this is the paradox of it, right? I need to give myself the freedom that if I fall, if I fail, who I am is not destroyed. Yes. Yeah. I have the freedom to get back up, put my eyes back on Jesus, and continue yeah. going. Exactly. And that's that little section in his book was entitled Freedom to be Sinners, Freedom to Become Saints. Mm-hmm. So that exact that exact thing. We are, we are free to be sinners because we're being called to become saints. You know, like that that holiness, that perfection is a mm-hmm. becoming. It's an, it's not like an immediate snap of a finger, you're holy. I like it, Colton. Any last thoughts? That kind of was my last thought. All right, cool. <laughs> Probably my last thought of the day, man. I'm getting tired. Yeah, dude. All right, my friend. You wanna? Since we were talking about um, about baptism in the spirit or being born again, would you mind just leading us in a prayer, asking for the the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, fall afresh on us. Fall on us in a new way. God, you're the one who gives life to us. Renew us each day by your love, God. Make us new now in your name. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. God, there is none like you in our lives. Lord, you made us in your image, and you are perfect. You created us to be perfect. Help us to become who we are in that. Help us to become who we are in you. And we need your new life. We need your fire. Come, Lord. Renew our hearts, renew our minds. Give us that new wine skin that you told us we ought to have because you're not pouring out old wine into our hearts, into our minds. You're teaching us a new way to understand who we are. Lord, in the way that you became us in the person of Christ. Help us to become you. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing, how you're moving. Please deeply root yourself in my heart, Arthur's heart, and the hearts of all of our audience. Yeah. Lord, we trust you in this. And we ask you to continue to grow. We ask this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Take care and God bless. Bye. Thank you all so much for joining us this week. We hope that this podcast blessed you. And we ask if it did, share that with the people that you love so that it can bless them as well. If you want to reach out to us, we are available on Facebook. We are under an open heaven. Our email address is underanopenheaven.fire at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram at underanopenheaven.fire. So please go uh, give those a gander and send us any feedback that you want. We would be happy to reply to you. God bless. Bye.